the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen, Let's Roll, with Kathleen and Brian Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian are here to discuss current events from a biblical worldview and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. Hello, everybody. Today, we're going to discuss a topic that is really fundamental to the premise of our whole radio show, Biblical Citizen, Let's Roll. And that is, how can we be salt and light in our homes, in our neighborhoods, and in our country? We're going to be shortly interviewing a lady who we consider to be really a legend and an important leader advocating for Judeo-Christian values right here in Southern California, Dran Reese of the Salt and Light Council. Before we introduce her, though, I just want to read Jesus' immortal words to his followers. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. That's from Matthew 5. And I want to remind people that America, our country, was founded to be that city on the hill, and that example to the world that Jesus was talking about. The pilgrims, when they first landed on the shores of Plymouth Rock 400 years ago to this year, 1620, and now it's 2020, put their desire to be founded on biblical principles right in the Mayflower Compact and other documents that they wrote. So now I want to introduce Dran Reese. She is the founder and president of the nonprofit ministry, the Salt and Light Council, and oversees a number of related ministries, including BiblicalVoter.com, which we're going to discuss today. Dran's been married for over 30 years, has three children and two grandchildren. She obtained a four-year scholarship to USC in business marketing and earlier in life was a product inventor. She had a company, Ready America, and her signature product, Quakehold, was considered one of the top 100 products of the millennium, according to the LA Times. I'd love to talk about this another time. Dran's been featured in the book Women Invent. She's quite a notable person. And her Salt and Light Council, just as a brief introduction, offers tools, training, and ongoing legal support for churches, community groups, and missionaries 
to advocate for Judeo-Christian values throughout our culture, our government, media. Dran herself speaks locally and nationally on biblical citizenship. Welcome, Dran. Are you there? I'm here. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, it's wonderful to have you here today. You know, I I want to talk to our listeners. Just, you know, you could have just stayed in your role as a successful business person, you and your husband, you started this company, and you could have stayed in that relatively more non-controversial sphere, but you've chosen to really step out, and you started advocating in, for Judeo-Christian values and, and mobilizing Christians. You've organized so many events and things. Uh, how did you get involved in this public process? How did you start it? Well, yes, I started about 15 years ago when I read books, and two of them that had a great impact. One was The Marketing of Evil by David Couplain, which outlined the top 12 issues undermining our culture, and then the book America Alone by Mark Stein, who you see on, uh, on the news all the time about pure demographics and declining birth rates that were going to be outnumbered. Mm. So I actually took these two books up to my pastors and said, why aren't we talking about this? Well, I really didn't get a very good answer, but then there was this bill, SB 277, that came along to promote in the public schools, King and King, Queen and Queen, and that was back in 2007. Uh-huh. And he remembered me about, yeah, being concerned about politics, and he asked me to man a table for a petition drive on the issue. So when I did, and he spoke up from the pulpit, oh, our table was flooded. And that, that showed me that when the pastor speaks, the people act. Oh, wow. And so I thought, yes, I thought this was the answer, that we engage from the pulpit to the pew. And so later on, they asked me to take over a ministry, and I renamed it to be Salt and Light. You know, of course, what you mentioned, salt preserves, light exposes evil. And that, and we hmm. were off to the races. You know, we're here as agents of Christ to stop evil bills and legislation and vote for the right candidates. And that's how Salt and Light Council was born, and at the time, because you asked if this was a calling, uh, I didn't actually see it as a calling in the beginning. I saw it as a need and a gap that needed to be filled. But now, as a Christian, I see this as a much higher calling. Uh, And as a matter of fact, we're given direction by God, and He places passions on our heart to be contributors to society. Yes, and, and, and we kind of feel like this is our calling right now. Uh, giving a voice to Christians like you that do have a calling to advocate in the public square and mobilize Christians. And one of the main uh, things that you do is try to get people to vote. You know, Christians, they need to, they need to do their civic duty and get out there and vote. So I'm, I'm curious, uh, do you hear the argument that Christians don't need to vote? And what do they say is that reason? Because I can't really imagine a good reason why Christians wouldn't want to influence what leaders we have and what worldview is implemented in our country. Do you hear that? All the time. It is the duty of Christians to vote. And not to vote is a vote for evil, period. Yeah. People need to repeat that. It's part of our Christian mandate to vote biblical values and to be educated in those values and educated in our role as a Christian to help society flourish. 
So what we do is we educate people in our role and responsibility to become biblical citizens. I love Coretta Scott King. She said this, freedom is never really won. You earn it and win it in every generation. Think about that. Yeah. Every generation we have to earn it and win it. So it's a, it's a battle that's always in front of us. So the problem with us is we can never become so comfortable and complacent in our lives with all these creature comforts that God has afforded us such as running water, seriously, uh, right. warm water, electricity, and, and homes and cars, and then we even get to go on vacation to other countries, so much so that we will give up our fight and cast it on someone else to do for us. This is a recipe for suicide in our culture, and we teach against that and how to be true biblical Christian citizens. And speaking of Coretta King, Martin Luther King Jr. said, we need to be the conscience of the government. Uh, and so if we aren't, who will be? Seems to me, Dran, that Christians, I guess maybe it's even a silver lining in this whole COVID lockdown, that maybe people will finally start to realize that we can no longer afford not to be involved in the public square because it's really impinging directly on our right to worship. And churches are debating uh, among their councils whether to hold worship services or whether to defy the governor and even be so bold as to hold win, uh, indoor services. And this is despite the fact, and I watch the data all the time, the death rate from COVID is way down. There's treatments becoming available that some people think are controversial, but there's hydroxychloroquine, there's budesimide, there's quercetin. Um, pastors like John MacArthur has been very visible, and Jack Hibbs and Chino Hills conducting services indoors as normal. Franklin Graham's endorsed it. My question for you, Dran, is how do you think biblical citizens should be reacting to this COVID lockdown on churches? Well, at first when all of this hit us, we willingly gave the benefit of the doubt to Dr. Fauci, the CDC, and Governor Newsom. But now we are so far removed from the real issue to one much more nefarious that people are now waking up to, and this is our First Amendment rights. Well, what is now verging on governmental tyranny, this, this so-called pandemic has such conflicting information that we're no longer trusting our government, the CDC or Fauci or our governor anymore. In fact, worse, we think that this is an all-out effort to destroy the election, pure and simple. So the eyes of Christians are now open wide to what can become of our future if we lay down like the ground to be walked over by government. Because government right now is now coming up with more rules and regulations. They're doling out tickets and they're threatening with fines. Uh, you know, they just keep inventing this to keep us under control. So it's past the mark of fairness, and the pushback is happening. Uh, we recognize that mask rules, social distancing, on some level is good for people with pre-existing conditions or those who want extra assurance, but it should be our choice now. That's clear. We, we have uh, we've complied. And now this is just a destructive shutdown for businesses, for families, communities, schools, and frankly, the church, because that's the ultimate goal. They want the church to end and quit raising its voice. So I, I do get that some churches have dutifully shut their doors and ceased operations. And I would personally never go to that church. Uh, to me, they're pleasing men, not God. We, should, God. we agree. We agree. I, I, yeah. I certainly agree. I mean, it's never been more clear 
But in the past, Dran, I've heard you and others talk, and I find it kind of shocking. Tell us a little bit about what current Christian voter participation rates are, like how many register and vote and so on. Well, right now in California, we have a record number of, of uh, registrants. We have 19.7 million. Really? And I'm going to break that down. Yeah, not, that's amazing. This is like, I'm told this is the first time in history where so many. Uh, but there's even conflicting stats out there. This is what we do know, uh, that 46 million, uh, 46% or 9 million are registered Democrats. 24% or 5 million are Republicans. 24% or 5 million are no party preference. And the 6% left over are other parties, which is about 1 million. So the bottom line is whatever party, you have to remember this, whatever party, Democrat or Republican, that will protect Christians and religious freedom is the party you should register, be registered with, and vote with. So I know you, you're, you know, you wanted to know about Christian participation as well here in California. And I find this one fact very interesting, that 10% of all the Christians in America are purported to be here in California. So 15.8 million Christians. Okay, so we have a 40 million population in California. Right. So, so about a quarter of them, which is kind of poultry if you ask me, a quarter of them are considered Christians. I mean, what happened to the other three quarters? (laughs) Uh, Those are some of the stats, and I have a few more about voting statistics that I can share with you if you'd like. Well, one statistic that I've heard is that there's, uh, well, anyway, that maybe only half of all Christians are registered and only half of those vote. I don't know if that's current or not, but anyway, it's uh, something we need to be aware of. But it's so important that we get registered to vote. Uh, it well, may... that's the key. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of statistics that are running around, and one of the one that I've heard, and, and we'll get to the bottom line of this. The bottom line is that one out of every four Christians are not voting. So that means here in California, if we only have 15.8 million, and one four one of them is not voting, I mean, one out of four is not voting. That's thir- three, almost four million votes that are going to waste. Oh, wow. But what's very significant, California only has a 31% conserv- Christian conservative values, which means we have 3.6 million. So right now, we've got to consider that we're not going to win in California unless the Christian community steps up, because our numbers are dwindling considerably. So we need to 30%. get everybody out there, and after the break, we're going to talk about biblicalvoter.com, which gives people the tools. It helps you to be able to register and to actually know the good choices to make on voting. So we're going to talk more with Dran Reese after the break. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. God loves San Diego. This is K-Praise, a service of Salem Media Group. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Milanakis on K-Praise. We are talking with Dran Reese, president and founder of the Salt and Light Council, based here in San Diego. We've been talking about how important it is to our very life as the body of Christ that Christians vote. It may affect whether we can worship freely or not. This is really important. So, Dran... 
Tell us more about biblicalvoter.com and how it can help our listeners to register and vote. Well, it's an amazing website. It has everything Judeo-Christian voters have been looking for. It has voter guides, which list which candidates to vote for that are going to uphold our values. And many of these candidates have signed the Family First Pledge, which means that they've signed on the dotted line that they're going to support life from conception to natural death, natural marriage, and the right of parents to raise their own kids without yeah. government intrusion. So these are very important things. We also have some very special uh, tools on there, wh- 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 what are called the party platforms, so that people will know exactly what they will do to our country if their candidates are elected. And remember that. This is what they will do to our country if they are elected. These are called party platforms. So we have those available where we compare them with the Democrats and Republicans and the Libertarians, and we just basically break it all down uh, and let them know which one of these parties intend to limit our freedoms considerably and rip babies out of the womb limb by limb, and we're not ashamed to say it. And we're right now at a very zero-sum game in, in, in the final act of history, and if we don't vote with God, we're voting against him, and we'll get what we deserve. And is this... Does it tell people statewide? Does it tell them national? Uh, what races does it tell? What, how big of an area does it cover? Yes, it's a national platform, and we have state voter guides, state voter guides for every state. And oh, what wow. we do is we work with uh, groups in each state to find out the uh, local races, and we do the best we can. We don't have all the voter guides for every state uh, as much as we'd like. And, and this is a gap area that we hope we can fill over time, but we have done a marvelous job. And for California, it's outstanding. Excellent. Well, so this is not just our state, but, but, but broader as well. And I know we have listeners in other states, so this is great. Can you briefly just tell us about 2020, 2020 panel? And because that informs people about current issues right now, uh, yeah, it says it right in the name, the 2020 uh, panel that are it discusses really current issues that we're dealing with. Well, I've become a proud conspiracy theorist. Yeah, we've talked about <laughs> that. Hey, there's such a thing as a conspiracy fact, too. It's a badge of honor now. I, I never thought I'd open my heart and mind to the deep state, but it really does exist, and it's wicked. Yeah. Uh, so if people want to listen to our programs and, and amazing guests to unravel what the deep state is, they can register on the, T-H-E, 2020panel, P-A-N-E-L.com, the2020panel.com. And here you can actually get the education in socialism, communism, Leninism, Marxism, the Rockefellers, Soros, Gates, covid so much more. And we really uh, challenge people to watch these videos and tell us what you think, but be prepared. It's going to grieve your spirit because it's hard to see how far America's fallen prey to communism. Uh, yeah. And that is such a danger. That is a satanic ideology. Uh, we, a lot of us know that, but we need to get more people informed on that. So we want to encourage you, our listeners, go to 2020panel.com and be more informed. It's really, it's so important. You know, there's more reasons than ever to get involved. We've already talked about that. But, Dran, I think one thing people don't realize, especially when people say things like, I vote for the person, not the party. They don't. It's not the party, is it? It's really the worldview. And right getting down to getting down to brass tacks or practicalities, it's, 
how do these voting decisions we make affect our daily lives? Can you give one or two examples of how things the California legislature has done in the last few years, how these are affecting us personally, either schools or economically or things like that? Yes. Well, for for California, they introduce 3,000 bills a year. I mean, how do you possibly keep up with that? And most of them are bad for Christians. Uh, let's just start with our kids. Uh, they become prey. Instead of reading, writing, and arithmetic, our kids are being forced to learn about comprehensive sexual education, how to have sex, including anal penetration, same-sex attraction, self-pleasure, choosing genders, new gender pronouns, and so much more. It's criminal. I encourage parents to go to publicschoolexit.com and get their kids out while they can. That's publicschoolexit.com. It provides solutions. You never have to worry about kids abandoning their God-given sex for one of the new 56 genders. So the public school system is the target of our legislature. But then for businesses, and I have a bunch of them, they're now going to impose a new 1% increase on tax earners over a million. Well, that might not affect you or me. However, Companies like Spotify just bailed and went to Texas, and they took their thousands of jobs with them. So that's that's a thousand jobs less we have in in our state. And and businesses are leaving in droves because of all the environmental regulation and code enforcement and these new COVID rules. And then I don't know if you're aware of the AB5, which is independent contractors. I mean, you know, this is affecting Uber and uh, Lyft and organizations like that, independent contractors, the unions. IT, technical people, writers, they're all forcing their so-called employers to have to put them on. I'm one of them where they just squeezed me as a ministry. I now have increased my liability, my insurance, my payroll tax, my workman's compensation, and I'm a ministry. It's unconscionable. And, I mean, there's all sorts of other bills here. I mean, we even have for families, there's a new bill that they're trying to impose on us where a single-family resident area now they can put up an eight unit apartment complex really taking away everything seems to be taking away local control doesn't it which means taking away control from the people period and always putting it in a more and more distant bureaucracy that controls our lives Um, looking for more yeah well and so many people are leaving the state businesses individuals they they are fleeing the government a lot job of, job a lot. creators too, yeah. Je, uh, Dran, tell us. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to tell you, Del Mar Racetrack. I'm sure you know is very famous. Well, now they're proposing to turn that into a homeless shelter, right in the middle of a tourist and family area. Can you imagine the drugs, the drug dealers, the pedophiles, the filth? I wow. I'm blown away. This yeah. is what they're trying to do every single. Beautiful and we need to do something about homelessness. That's another we, issue. We, we but, just have to. Yeah. We just have to be involved. Just, we have to do what our what we can. Can you take a minute and just tell us about another one of your activities, which is the Judeo Christian Caucus, which you have, I understand, certain members in the legislature. We work with nine legislators in Sacramento uh, who have our Judeo Christian values, and they're willing to have a dialogue with us about what's right to do in the state. And to alert us to any of the, uh, you know, the other legislators' nefarious activities. So, also for your listeners, you can download the bills and resolutions onto one PDF, and you can start finding out which legislators uh, need to get the boot. It's an amazing 
simple website, judeochristiancaucus.com. So I have a question, Jan. I used to be head of the Delaware Family Foundation, and I one of my main goals I tried to do is get Christians to commit to doing some activism, even just on a smaller scale. But if I thought if they could just commit to doing one hour a week of activism, that means getting more informed, informing other Christians, maybe calling the governor's office, maybe calling your city council or speaking up at a meeting. Uh, you know, wouldn't that have a huge impact if Christians not only voted, but committed to do some activism, like one hour a day or one, well, one hour a day would be really phenomenal, but even just one hour a week. How, do, you, do you try to do that? And how do we do that? Well, of course. I mean, we don't get the luxury of just voting anymore. This is only one of our duties as a Christian. We have allowed the ungodly in office to lord over us. Yeah. We have to push hard on these evil issues that they keep introducing and step up ourselves to run for office, to write our letters, march, call, keep needling them like they've done to us until they get out of office uh, or they vote our way. Uh, There's absolutely no other choice when you're a slave. And I believe that's what we've become. We've got to gather together and unite through prayer for God's hand, start repenting of our sin and, um, and, and get busy for the rest of our life and every single day. Thank Absolutely. you, Dran. This has been a fantastic uh, meeting that we've had here. So to bless your neighbor this week, visit biblicalvoter.com. Join the mailing list. It's free. It's easy. We only have a few short weeks till the most important election ever. Vote and participate because your very freedom to worship depends on it. Thank you very much. Till next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Join us next week at this same time as Kathleen Melanakis, author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian Melanakis, former company president, explore the deeper issues and spiritual forces behind the news and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover more major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. To learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. That's biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. This has been Biblical Citizen Let's Roll on K-Praise. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com